Hey world, welcome to another edition of my podcast, episode 39. It's a Friday edition. Once again, I am late. I guess when I started it, I was going to do it on Tuesdays, but now it's just become like a weekly a weekly ritual for me, so there's not really a set day. Ideally, I you know, I, I it would probably make sense for me to start this podcast at the same time every week so everyone would have a set time for me to tune in. But I I'm starting to realize my brain just doesn't work that way. <laughs> you know, I'm I, I feel like I'm just a little all over the place most of the times. Actually a lot all over the place. So it's gonna be my weekly ritual in bullshitting the Hey World podcast. And uh I'm gonna remain unpredictable for the at least the near future. And the only thing that you can count on is that it will actually happen sometime during the week. Uh, But I like to keep all of the uh, listeners on their toes as to when it will actually be released. So who knows? Every Monday this month, I'll be at the Hey... I'm an idiot. (laughs) Every Monday this month, I will be at the True Music Room, uh, 7 to 10, Mondays in February. Happy February 1st. Happy February, everybody. By the way, I can't believe it. One out of the 12 months already down. And uh, it's a big weekend because it is the Super Bowl and the Patriots are in it. I can't believe it. Um, So yeah, every Monday, True Music Room. There's some other shows popping up, um, some private stuff, but we'll really be picking it up starting in March with the full band and uh, the traveling, which is exciting. Cool. Your Dude Stoked on Instagram. We have some shirts, tanks, hats. Always check it out. The Hey World playlist on Spotify. Last week I updated it with all things Nicole Boggs. And uh, I'm going to update it again once I finish up this podcast. And rosslivermore.com. That's my website where you can see all of my upcoming dates. You can hear all of my music. And of course, check it out on Spotify as well and on YouTube. And on all of the social media that we have plaguing our internet in 2019. Um, but if you're on a platform, I can guarantee that my music and my uh, my face and my voice will be on the platform as well. Except if it's like LinkedIn. Um, I get a lot of invites to become friends with people on LinkedIn. And I, uh, I think I started it a while ago when I was like trying to actually figure out what the hell I was going to do with my life before I just accepted my fate as being a lifetime musician. Uh, so I, you can't find me on LinkedIn. You can't find me on, uh, any of the dating apps. And, um, I'm not on Tumblr either, but all the, you know, all the main ones, I'm like the network. I'm on all the network TV, uh, social medias, you know, the CBS, the ABCs, the NBCs, maybe ESPNs, maybe TBS, you know, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Um, I had a MySpace page, but obviously that's gone. I think MySpace was probably one of the best music platforms that has come out in the internet era. It was like the best website. You had everything you needed. You just had a profile. You could sign the wall. You had a music player with like four songs. 
and then you had all of your dates and that's all you needed. And then people came in and started to manipulate the pages and then you couldn't update them anymore. I remember I fell victim to that and had someone update my page and then I had to have them code it and recode it every time I needed to update it. But I was on MySpace. Anyway, this intro is becoming way too long. Find me on social media. Hey World, episode 39. Let's do it. Okay, and I'm live again. I have a shirt that looks just like something my dad would wear on if you're watching the Facebook or Instagram live. Classic L.L. Bean um, flannel chamois shirt. Got some frays here. I actually didn't buy this at L.L. Bean. I bought this at Salvation Army. And I've always thought that like I should return it and get a new one because L.L. Bean has a lifetime warranty, which they've actually let... They've, they've actually gotten rid of their lifetime guarantee because I think too many people are, were starting to scam them, including like my idea of like buying a shirt at Salvation Army and then returning it and getting a new shirt from the actual store, which I never did. But I've, I mean, I can't say I didn't think about it, you know? <laughs> um, great start. <laughs> great start to the podcast. Well, welcome back. This is episode 39. Um... I know I said I was going to do this on Tuesday, Wednesdays, but I think I've kind of realized that this is just now a weekly podcast and a weekly live feed, and it's not going to be uh, a set day. I feel I was mentioning in the intro um, that I should really just set a time to do it, you know, like every Tuesday at 10 a.m., uh, and that way, maybe I would get more viewers. But I like to keep all of the followers and listeners of myself and this feed and this podcast on their toes. And I just, I don't think my brain works that way. I think I'm just kind of all over the place all of the time. And uh, the fact that I actually just do this every week is a, is a bit of a miracle for myself. <laughs> um. Man, it was a big week. It was a huge week. Uh, I played on Sunday at Analog at the Hutton Hotel. And um, it was Nicole Boggs and The Real. It was their CD release party. It was incredible. Um, Michelle Brooks started it out. And I had met her like in passing because I know that she is um, involved in, in, a, in like so the, the soul community here. And some singer songwriter stuff, and she does some like GB stuff, and we've kind of like hung in the, in similar circles, and we've chatted a couple times, but I've never actually seen her play live. Um, I did post on the Hey World playlist on Spotify her newest song called Fly, and I think that's actually still there near the top. Um. And it's great, but I had never seen her play live, and she is just incredible. She played um, with a keys player, excuse me, <clears throat> excuse me, and a uh, a stand up bass player, and sang, and it was just like intoxicating. She just has a great voice. Um, 
great stage presence, really funny and really like well-spoken. And, uh, that's Tina snoring back there. And, and it was just, it was just a great show. And, uh, when you play after someone who's that comfortable on stage, it may, I don't know, it makes me a little nervous, but, um, we got up there and, and I was a little self-conscious about our set because we played six songs and five out of six of them were like pretty up-tempo and it, it didn't feel like a total, um, like up crowd. It was like, like evening Sunday show and we were like playing feels right and like real fast tempos my Instagram might shut down because uh, I think my phone is low on the uh, on the battery so if you're tuning into Instagram which I am seeing right now that absolutely no no one is (laughs) um, but if you start to tune in it might shut down Um, yeah I was a little self-conscious because we played a lot of up-tempo songs other than new design and um that after we played, I was like, I don't know, like, I don't know if we, if I called out the right songs, but, um, we got some nice compliments after we played. So I am resting easy with that one, but I think we played well. The band played great. Uh, we had a good rehearsal the day of, and Caleb who plays bass with me, Caleb Hooper legend, um, was traveling with a band called Muscadine Bloodline and they were up in, up living in the polar vortex for like four days up in Michigan. So he actually drove home that day and he was about going to get home about 5 PM, go home, hang out and then get to the show. And we were going to review stuff, but they obviously hit some weather on the way back and got back at seven. We hit at seven thirty, So he was like just on the cusp of making it, but that's the life of a touring musician. And, uh, I'm fortunate to play with such great people. Um, that they're just in demand and playing with a lot of other bands. Uh, but it was great. And like he, he has recorded all the songs. He knows all the songs. So it was really not even an issue at all. Um, and then, yeah, Grant was on keys, Russ Garner on drums, and then Trevor Larkin. It was just like, it was a kick-ass band, kick-ass show. And then the Cole and the real, they got up and just absolutely crushed it. Um, so, Nicole, thank you so much for having us. It was an absolute pleasure to play on the show. And Analog, the whole staff at Analog, Gordon, the sound guy, um, Heath and Miley behind the bar. And then uh, Nicole's dad, actually, CJ Boggs, was a huge help. He was kind of like running the crew for the whole show. He actually got – they recorded the whole show. So I'm really, I'm actually really curious about this particular performance because – I've never really listened to any of the new stuff um, that we've done, like, live. I've never actually... I've, like, watched a couple videos, but not actually, like, the live stem tracks of the show. So I might actually... I don't know if I'm going to release any of it. Maybe I will, like, on the podcast if I can uh, get the stems and maybe I'll, I'll work out my mixing chops, see if I can get anything sounding like halfway decent. Maybe I'll just put it as a like exclusive for podcast listeners. Uh, maybe I'll do that. I don't know. We'll see. Could be cool. Um, but anyway, it was a great show overall. And I actually went there the next day to see a guy named Will Hogue for a, uh, he, they do a live podcast there every Monday at like four 30. It's called, um, what is it called? Hanging and Sangin'. It's like kind of a weird name. I don't love the name, 
but it was a good podcast and it's i think it's part of npr but they have a bunch of like it's part of like this bluegrass association and they have some artists every uh every monday come and chat about their new releases and new songs and will hogue was there and he is a great songwriter that is actually from uh nashville i think maybe franklin but he lives here and he has some cuts with like lady antebellum and he has a song that even if it breaks your heart, it's called that Eli Young band cut. And I heard it recently and I knew that he wrote that because actually Laura Glida, who I've mentioned on the podcast, um, was a fan and we had talked about him and she told me that he wrote that song. And, uh, so I kind of just kind of kept, I kept up on, on him and his career and he just released a new album. So I went to the podcast and it was cool. It was like, um, it was definitely a very left leaning podcast, you know? And I think his album is too, and he and it was so there was that element of it that like obviously I'm a left leaning guy, but like it was a little it was a little like a little too social justice warrior for me, you know. But I mean, it was really cool, and and I think and that wasn't Will; that was more the host. Um, but. Yeah, his I mean his his songs are great and and all the stuff on the new album is really cool. Um but I've never really seen a live podcast like that before where it was like a musician. I've seen the I think the only other live podcast that I watched was working at Zanies and it was like wrestlers. <laughs> it was it was uh man, I it was, I forget who it was. But there was like a wrestling podcast and then a guy who used to be like an announcer used to you know sitting next to mean gene and they did a, a a live wrestling podcast but i've never actually seen like a real artist and a real songwriter chatting about their songs in person so that was actually super cool um so analog at the hutton hotel is just a great venue and they're doing all sorts of uh outside of the box type stuff like that it's not just performances or release parties they're doing podcasts and they're doing all sorts of other events so if you're in nashville and you're looking for something that's off the beaten path, maybe check out the analog calendar. And if there's something that strikes your fancy, you should check it out. Um, what else was happening this week? Hmm. I know I played at Hotel Preston. That was actually surprisingly good. That's kind of a tough sell because you never really know what that room it could be. It could be playing for crickets, and most of the time it is. But this time I actually played for a really good crowd. And I got some – you know, I'm, I'm really trying to – when I do those hotel gigs, I'm trying to take more requests, and, and, and I'm considering it as, like, I'm getting paid to uh, learn songs on the spot, um, which has made it – way more fun for me than it's ever been because normally when you're doing a cover type gig like that it's just like fuck get me out of here it's three hours of just playing the same songs kate kia moody vip tuning in on instagram what's happening um i don't know why that shut down did i flip the camera oh kate i got so excited that you're tuning in i flipped the camera what the hell am I doing? Total pro. Um, but yeah, some of those cover gigs can just be like, God, get me out of here. But this one was actually fun. I got some cool like John Prine um, requests. And I got another request for, um, oh, what the hell is his name? James Morrison. And 
the only reason why I was able to do this James Morrison song was because I played it at a wedding like, I don't know, five years ago. What the hell was the name of it? Uh, I don't even remember. But um, it was cool. And that's it's a fun little thing. It's a fun little challenge to just be like, yeah, all right. What do you guys want to hear? And then they'll shout out stuff. And like, I've been proud of myself because more often than not, I can get something at least close enough to what they want. Unless it's like Texas country. Biggie, what's happening, dude? Unless it's Texas country. And in which case, like, I kind of like to not learn Texas country because people from Texas can be like really annoying in those situations. They're like, man, Texas, like, there's only one type of music. It's country and Western. Uh, so part of me likes to intentionally not learn stuff like that just to piss off people from Texas. <laughs> uh, real mature. Um, but for the most part, like I've been able to get something at least close and I'm learning way more songs than I would. Cause like, I, I kind of hate learning songs at the house, you know, dude, everything's bigger in Texas, man. It's Biggie's birthday right now? Wait, today is Biggie's birthday? Now I gotta wait to see if they write right back. I should just check on Facebook, actually. I feel like there's a lot of birthdays coming up. John Fury. Oh my god, it's Biggie's 30th birthday party. No, it's not your party, dude, but it is your birthday. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Biggie. Happy birthday to you and many more. 30, dude. Welcome to the 30 Club, where everything is just a little bit more sore than it used to be. What are you doing, dude? What are you doing for your birthday? Get back to me. Um, February 1st birthday. My sister's birthday's coming up, too. My little sister, Lainey. She is going to be 13, 12, 13. Her birthday's on Valentine's Day, though. I have to, I'm not really good with remembering people's birthdays, so I always have to write them down, but hers I always remember, obviously because it's on a holiday. Um, but, but to enter into her teenage years, unbelievable. And then my other sister, Sydney, is going to Salem State next year, which is insane because when I was her age, she was just born. She was a little bebe. And now I am a 34-year-old kid, and she's uh, catching up to me, I think, mentally. I think she's probably already past me mentally. <laughs> uh, I feel like you just hit an age, and like you just kind of are that now, you know? Oh, cool. Well, happy birthday, dude. Yeah, I feel like you just kind of hit an age, like around like 30s. I don't know. It was probably, I think it was like 32, 33 for me, where you're just kind of like, all right, this is me. This is who I am. And like, you you can still, you learn stuff every day, you know? 
Because if you're not living, you're dying. But then, I don't know. At that point, you're just kind of like, we're all adults here. You know? We're all the same person. And it's obvious that girls mature way faster than guys. I think that's why Emma and I make such a good couple because I'm 34 and she's 28. So, like, she's on my level of maturity, even though she's, like, five or six years younger than me. It's, it's like, the perfect, uh, the perfect balance. But, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Biggie, you're the man. I sh- I'll send you, like, an emoji con or something. An emoji, bur- or like, an e-card. Um, guys, I saw a show last night that blew my fucking mind. Um, you, so I always tell people when they come to visit Nashville, they should come on like an off. I'll see you later, dude. Happy birthday. Happy 30th. Welcome to the 30 club, dude. This is going to be your year. This is going to be explode blasts year. I think. I hope, unless you're playing the dream team. In that case, I, I I will show no mercy. I support you unless you're playing our team. This is in the beer pong tournament. I'm still uh, still chatting about the MLK beer pong tournament. <laughs> um, the only person I talked about this a couple episodes ago. Uh, uh, I just got a text from Lindsay Ellen. I'll read that in a bit. Um, so the, I talked about this a couple episodes ago and my friend Daryl, who used to be a manager at Victoria station, RIP, he, uh, works at a restaurant in Salem now. So he took the, the industry weekend off and came down to Nashville. And I always tell people like, come on a Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, or like sometime in the middle of the week, because that's when like the coolest shit happens. So he came down, we went to a jam at Bourbon Street, and it was just like their minds were blown. And of course, my mind was blown, and I live here. It's just like a, it's just, I don't know. There's some great stuff that happens during the week. Anyway, there's a thing here called Sunday Night Soul, and it's on every second and fourth Sunday. And I know I've talked about it before. I actually just booked one, which is really cool. Oh, no. My. Um, gonna hook up to the internet here oh no major downfall of the operation all right i'm gonna go back here sorry for everyone who's listening and not watching my phone died all right here we go i'm back live sorry about that my phone died and it was uh See, a professional podcaster would like edit this, but I'm just not going to do that because ain't nobody got time for that. Um, so anyway, there's a thing called Sunday Night Soul, and it's on every second and fourth Sunday. And the first one I went to, I heard about it. And when I moved here, I think I came here, like it was like a year after I came. And the first one I came to, there was a guy named Mike Hicks who played. And Mike Hicks is just an all-around incredible musician, songwriter, singer, keys player, 
side man, front man, like the guy can just do it all. And this was my first um, experience seeing Mike Hicks play. It was at this first Sunday Soul that I went to. And I remember going to it and just being like, this is the most insane thing that I have ever seen. I've just never, like, you know, you like soul music and you listen to Stevie Wonder and you listen to like Motown and, you know, you watch videos of dudes playing like gospel choppy stuff on Instagram. Um, but this was really like the first time I had ever really seen this style of music played at this level in a small club in front of me, like ever in my life. So I remember watching Mike that night and just being like, man, this is incredible. I have to come to this Sunday Soul all the time. And it's just become part of the routine. Um, and whenever I can make it, I, I'm always there. So um, he ended up becoming the keys player in... Um, what the hell is the band? Oh, my God. What? Um, God Bless the Broken Road. What the hell is that band? Uh, I, I got to look it up. I'm an idiot. What the hell is this band called? I don't know why I can't think of it right now. Rascal Flats. I'm such a dumbass. Um, so he became the keys player of Rascal Flats and he tours with them a bunch, but when he's in town, he just like, it has a, has just plays with everybody. It's, it's just like, he's one of those guys that you see play and you're like, I need to practice. It's a re- it's like an inspiring thing. So anyway, f- fast forward to last night, he had a show at, um, third and Lindsley here and, um, it's pretty much sold out. I think like 250, 300 people there. And it was just the craziest, most inspiring um, thing I've seen musically in the longest time. He had like a five-piece string section, four-piece horns, like incredible rhythm section, three guy backup singers. And then they went off stage. He had three girls singing with him. And like, it was just like, just calling out chord changes, calling out like tempos, changing tempos in the middle of songs, calling out key changes, just like the ultimate band leader. I I feel like every time I watch Mike Hicks, it's like just a clinic on how to be an incredible band leader. And I'm like, every time I watch him, I take something from that performance and I'm like, I try to like, apply it in a way that would like make sense for like Ross Livermore music, which is not even close to the level uh, that these guys were playing on last night. And like, if you're ever in town in Nashville and, and Mike is playing, you have to see it. It is just like, not only is it just like you're seeing a, a, a show and like the music is great, but it's like, I don't know. It, it, it's 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 almost like a spiritual experience when you watch this band. It is just completely mind-blowing and completely inspiring. It's like a moving thing, you know? That's why Sunday Night Soul is is such a great thing because it's not just 
like watching a band play and like singing along with the songs. It's like a moving experience. Um, and Mike is at the top of that world. And I almost didn't go, you know, it was, it was Thursday and it was like kind of cold and I was just kind of feeling a little lazy. I had to drop my car off to get brakes done. And I'm like, I don't know, like I got to pay to get these brakes done and the ticket's like 12 bucks, but I don't know. I am so glad I, I battled my my inner laziness and went out to see the show. Cause I'm like, I'm just going to go maybe like catch a couple songs, but I was there. I didn't move. Like I knew friends there that I didn't even text. I'm just like, I didn't even move. I just stood by the bar at the spot that I was standing and watched the whole show from start to finish. Just like jaw on the, on the floor. Like, God damn, these guys are good. It's crazy. Um, Ah, just incredible stuff. That's why I moved here because that stuff happens all the time. Not all the time, actually not all the time, but like you stumble on that stuff and you like, eventually you, you, you're here long enough to kind of like know when it's happening. So you go, it just, it's funny because there's so many world-class musicians that are just off the road or they're just not really doing much and they're just playing at a bar down the street and you just see it it's like you're constantly like you stumble into a place and you're just like inspired by something i remember the first time i saw the new respects i don't know if you've heard of this band but i saw them at a thing called whiskey jam here which is like a monday kind of like can be kind of bro country but it's also like a really cool thing that happens on mondays you see like some up and coming it's mostly country uh but this one band the new respects played and i just went that night just because like I didn't really have anything to do. And I remember watching them. They played three songs. And I was just like, I am a fan for life. And that was just a Monday night, you know? And then, like, I listen to them all the time. And now Emma's a big fan. And anytime they play, we're like, we got to go. Um, but that's why I'm here, you know? You're just constantly inspired. And you just, it forces it forces you to become better, you know? Because you see the level that people are operating on here and it's like, I am not there and I need to uh, work on myself. Like not just on a like musical level, like on a spiritual level and on like a community level. And it is, uh, it's great. It's, it's, it's uh, like, I'm so thankful for, to be able to like witness that type of stuff. I don't know why I'm just, I'm like, I feel like you can hear it in my, in my voice, how excited it was just like, it was the craziest it's hard to explain. I posted like a couple videos on my Instagram story, but like you don't get the, you know, you don't get the experience that happened. I don't know. There's a thing about live music that I like, you know, it, the music industry has changed and Spotify and, you know, streaming and all this stuff, but like there will never be a thing that can replace an incredible live performance ever. I don't care. Like I remember people were talking about those hologram performances and, and like when I was at Coachella, when they did the Tupac hologram thing and they're like, Oh, this is going to replace live music. It's like, no, it's not. I mean, AI is coming. We're all going to be robots soon. Maybe we're already in the matrix. But with that said, nothing will ever replace the experience of seeing a live band who is just killing it and just being there and witnessing it and not like texting about it. I posted a couple videos, but like 
that was it. Like you're just there in it, feeling it. And uh, I don't know. I think that's why I've stayed with music so long because I still love that. My mom's tuning in. Hey, mom. Um, yeah, it's it, there's there's this something that you, you can't really explain it. You know, when you just see a live performance that moves you that much. I mean, that's why we do it. You know, everything else is bullshit. It really is like, you know, you got to figure out your finances and you got to figure out like, all right, like here are the goals. Here are the goals for 2019 and here are the numbers that I need to hit, which you also have to do. Because like if you want to make music at a high level, you need to treat it as a business and you need to like grow and you need to you need to, you know, take care of your stuff and make sure you're organized. But like the only reason why you spend all that time on things like that, like business stuff, is because you just want to figure out a way to keep playing. You know? That's why you do it. Like, I didn't, you know, you don't get into it because you're like, man, I really wanted to, like, learn how to make $50,000 being a musician. It's like, no, I just wanted to play. And that's what's required of me now as a 34-year-old guy, you know? Um, I listened to an interview with Bill Belichick before the Super Bowl, and he was talking about this, like, with football, obviously. And it was just like, you know, we didn't get into this to, like, manage cap space and, like, work out player contracts like we all got into this for the love of the game and um when you see a show like mike hicks or like new respects or any of these bands you can just feel it like once they get on stage it's there's there's nothing but music and there's nothing but love for like the audience and the craft and the songs and the band and that's why you do it, you know? It's it's the love of the game. And that's why uh, I think people stay in it, you know? Because it's not easy. It's really actually incredibly difficult to have a real career, you know? And to have a career that spans, like, time, you know? Not just, like, I'm just going to be on a singing show and, like, have a little bump in my social media posts or my social media numbers and then just kind of, like be like a trivia question you know to have like a true career for the love of the game you know that takes that takes a lot of effort and like a lot of time and if you don't love it you don't love the craft i mean that's it's gonna end at some point you have to like the only reason why we stay with it that's why i love playing with paul and phil because like there's a true love for each other and the music that we play together and the experiences that we share because of music. And that's, that's the reason, you know, everything else is just crap, you know, talking about networking, going to these, you know, you get, you got to do it. But like the only reason why you do it is because you can, there's a way to continue to, to play, you know, to get that feeling that you got when you were in like the basement writing your first songs and stuff. Tina's just, (laughs) I just went on a tangent and Tina's back here, like licking her butthole. (laughs) Oh my God. Anyway, it was just such an exciting thing. 
I'm a total nerd for that stuff, but I don't know. Where are we at? I, f- I feel like I'm way over. Not I don't, This isn't way over time. There's no time. I can do whatever I want here. This is my goddamn podcast. But I feel like that's probably a good place to end it. So thank you guys for tuning into the live feed. I'm sorry for anyone who was on Instagram. My phone died. Um, and there's probably going to be a little cut in this uh in the Facebook feed too, because I was using my internet from the phone. But anyway, if you're tuning in and you do like it, you should all subscribe up here um, to the SoundCloud or the iTunes and you can listen to the whole thing in your car. You don't have to like watch it straight through. You can do like five minutes at a time or whatever. I don't know how how annoying I get to you guys, but um, anyway, thanks for tuning in. Hey World Playlist, RossLivermore.com. Check it out online. And uh, go Pats. February 3rd, big Super Bowl. They're trying to take home the sixth ring. You can't fit fit anymore on one hand, you know? You got to start moving to the next hand. All them rings. Tom Brady's going to be walking. Until he wins a couple more, he's going to be walking with a limp. Um, anyway, go Pats. We'll see you next time. Have a wonderful weekend. Be safe out there. And uh, I'll see you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you.